Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. We're looking at the resurrecting of Gaza border communities. Will that take a lot more than sowing winter wheat? Well, despite optimistic images of return and rehabilitation, the harsh reality in the kibbutzim and towns wrecked by Hamas makes living there largely impossible. That is what the locals are saying. Just to delve a bit deeper into the subject, joining us on the line now, Kanan Lipschitz, Europe correspondent and Times of Israel contributor. Kanan, good afternoon to you and thanks once again for joining us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on board once again, Kanan. So, looking at the families uh, wanting to return to normality on uh, the Gaza border, that part of the world. Well, we know now winter has arrived in Israel. So, what activity is there regarding getting back to normal in this area? What have you observed? So let's um, first establish a little bit of background mm-hmm. uh, in the real world, which is the virtual world where everything happens these days. Uh, you have a sense that uh, there's a return, there's a revival. We hear that the uh, the wheat fields of Bay, a symbol of the massacre, uh, are being uh, resown with uh, with uh, with wheat. We're hearing that uh, the dining hall kind of a, a water hole of kibbutz life is mm-hmm. active once again. The printing shop, which is the, is the main industry of Bayri, is uh, operational again. And we hear this about the other epicenters of the massacre, Nir Oz, Nachal Oz, and so forth. Well, right. on the ground, this uh, reality does exist. I mean, the printing mm-hmm. shop did open seven days after the massacre, and there are dozens of people coming in to work in Beri, in the ruins of Beri. And the, the wheat fields are being sown, but when you really get down to it and speak to people, you know, they're, they're living in... Um, essentially an execution place uh the houses right. when you walk uh, among the houses that haven't been damaged i mean there are the ruins the charred remains but there are just uh, normal unaffected houses on those houses you have markings of zaka um in code detailing how many dead and whether they were terrorists or victims, just spray painted on the houses. Wow. Um, all the, the animals have gone away. There are packs of stray dogs, uh, roaming the area. Once pets, once beloved pets. Um, everywhere you turn, there's, um, there's a, a reminder of the horrors of October 7. Another kibbutz near Am. Uh, I went to visit a couple who just came back under the, on the last day of the ceasefire, just to clean up a little bit. Yes. Uh, because the, the soldiers had garrisoned in their houses, which, which is common along frontline settlements. Okay. Um, you know, they found the remains of, of their, their cats of 16 years. Sure, uh, just, um, Wow. laying on the grass and there was this race against the clock because their daughter, who found the cats, when it was a kitten 16 years ago, mm. was just about to come back. They didn't want her to find the cat like that. So, and, and probably the cat was killed either by shrapnel or by a jackal that is roaming the, the, the unpopulated areas of those uh, kibbutzim. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it looks nice on paper here. We're sure. coming back, but the realities of it as often is the case 
are much more somber and complex. Indeed, Kanan, what you've just outlined now, uh, an aftermath of uh, what of that horrific event that took place on October the 7th, residents now returning, what you've just described, the places that are still standing, places that have been raised to the ground, and we've got telltale signs of, uh, you know, just mayhem and and uh, killing and murder that took on that took place at that part of the world. One one can only imagine uh, uh, their return. People who are returning, what kind of support are they receiving? And in terms of well, financial or material support, and in terms of also psychological support, given you know what you. It's, I'm just, I'm, I'm deliberately, you know, stuttering along, just trying to comprehend what exactly what you've just outlined. People coming back and seeing the remnants of where they lived and what, and, uh, what was left behind. What support are they getting overall in terms of what I've just mentioned? Right, important point, uh, and it varies across communities. Mm. The kibbutzim, are going to be better off because uh, although, of course, the death rate in Kibbutzim are, is much higher than in Spirot uh, and Afakim, the towns that have been affected. Uh, for example, Niroz lost one in four residents right. in the attack. Um, so uh, the impact is much greater, but so are the routes for rehabilitation because those kibbutzim were taken, the survivors at least, were taken lock, stock and barrel and, and housed in hotels in the, the Dead Sea or Eilat, mm. relatively common and um, picturesque places. One kibbutz, uh, Nachal Oz, was housed inside another kibbutz in the north near Fula because they had some spare houses. They had a, a section that, that really fit. So uh, that kibbutz managed to, all the members are together within, you know, within the same frameworks and in a kibbutz setting. So, so that's, um, so, so that's a big relief. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Sderot, uh, and, um, Hello, and in Sderot, and you have um, you have different uh, support systems of the municipalities. So the whole municipality set up a mental health okay. uh, mental health center in Eilat. So those are some of the solutions. Indeed, come on. We've just about run out of time. My producers telling me we've got to move on. Uh, we've got to wrap it up there. But come on, thank you so much once again for taking the time to join us and just give us some background as to what families have to contend with returning uh, Gaza border communities, what they are looking at when they return to the aftermath of that horrific attack that Musk uh, conducted on the 7th of October. Kanan Lepshus, Europe correspondent and Times of Israel contributor.